Hey everyone and welcome to Just Drink About It, a show where we have a few drinks and talk about semi-controversial issues with 0% research and 100% speculation. Uh, I'm Joe. I'm Sean. And today we have a very fascinating issue. Uh, what we think happens after you die. What comes after? What is next? Do we all go into the dark void and nothing happens? Or do we just go back into the simulation like Neo? You know, you never know. Um, but first order of business, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking an IPA. Uh, it's pretty hoppy, pretty dank. Um, yeah, I like it. No names. Yeah. What? What? Oh, no names? Not dropping yeah. brand names? No, I'm not going to drop need, a brand name. Huh? We do need sponsors, so brand names are included. Uh, okay, well, it's a General Sherman IPA. It's pretty good. Very piney. Nice. What about you, Joe? What are you drinking? I am drinking a High Noon Sun Sips Vodka and Soda. Black cherry made with real juice. So, like a I fake wet claw, right? <laughs> yeah, but this this supposedly uses actual vodka when white claws actually just like hurricanes in a can because they use malt liquor. White claws use malt liquor. Yeah. Interesting. So, it's not actual vodka. It's like a hard seltzer. It's not like a vodka soda. It's a hard seltzer. Yeah, I was at the liquor store yesterday picking up. Um, you know, some sip and whiskey. And then I saw these. I'm like, oh, this would be good for the podcast because, you know, I've tried White Claw and Trulia and all that shit. Um, but, you know, I figured this, I'd give this a shot. And I'll tell you what, it has me feeling weird. So it's better than White Claw, you'd say? Taste-wise, yeah. It's a lot cleaner. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, uh, I don't really like White Claws. They taste like, they taste like if somebody whispered the word vodka into a can of LaCroix. Um, or like somebody nearby was talking about vodka while you were drinking LaCroix. <laughs> Either one. It's kind of how yeah, I feel Yeah, just like how LaCroix tastes like someone left whatever fruit that the flavor is inside the can and then poured it out and put some water in it. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. for sure. That's what they taste like. And yet, why is a nation addicted to it? Because I sure am. I just went and bought a couple pieces know. of flavored sparkling water. Anyways. It's pretty good. Speaking of yeah, LaCroix, uh, it means the cross in French. And you know who died um, on the cross? Jesus. Right? He died. What do you oh. think happened to him? Isn't that crazy? I like that segue? It's that was good. a very good segue. I'm impressed. And I'm glad you saved it for the podcast and not for when we were just bullshitting earlier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, when it comes to Jesus, I'm pretty sure he's just, you know, seated at the right hand of the Father, you know? Yeah. Doing his Jesus thing. Jesus things. Interesting. So, Sean, I figured we'd start this out. Because, again, I have no notes, and I'm just riffing. Um, but I figured we'd start this out talking about what you believe in. What happens after the lights go out? I'm in an interesting space. Uh, I was shown a video the other day, um, and I'll have to research or look up who the YouTuber was, but... Essentially, it was a video about reincarnation and about how we're all essentially the same being. Um, and when we die, we go to this realm where we're kind of explained what's happening and I guess the whole process of life. Um, and then we start over. And we start over. Um, but it was really cool and it was a cool way to look at, I guess, the world in general because 
uh, one of the premises they touched on was the fact that we're all the same person or we're all the same being or soul. Every time we have a connection, positive or negative, with somebody, um, we're reacting that way to ourselves. So it's cool and it kind of like makes you feel connected, I guess, to the rest of society. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty interesting. I wouldn't so, think to... I don't know. I mean, I grew up Christian, obviously. You know this. Yeah. We grew up together. Um, and then, I mean, not to say I don't believe in God or a higher being. I wouldn't go as far to say I'm agnostic now, because I think there are things in the Christian religion that are valid. Um, but... I would say that I'm not as spiritual as I used to be in any sense. Is it the cynic in you? Or is it merely just worldly experience? You know, it might be the cynic in me because I'm being a lot more cynical about other things too. Maybe that's just age though. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you just get more and more cynical until you die. (laughs) And then after you die, you're just a cynical ghost. Who roams the halls judging people. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, just I did. That, that curmudgeon, curmudgeonly ghost just sitting in the hall that no one ever sees, just silently judging, and that that is the rest of your existence? That'd be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, you turn into Scrooge when you die, dude. Scrooge McDuck? Or, like, um... A Christmas story Scrooge. It's the same person. Well, I guess they were both rich. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think you're just a ghost that haunts rich, old, angry men when you die? And, like, shows them the past and stuff like that? Or carry chains with you? You know, honestly, something that I've been coming to terms with lately is that I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of people, and not to call out, like, Christians or any sort of specific religion... But, (laughs) which I just did. Anyways, I don't really care. Um, But I feel like I don't know. And because of the unknown, that fear of the unknown, that death is only, after death is only known by the dead and they can't answer for themselves. um, That's where a lot of religion comes in. It's a kind of a safe way, safe passage into almost, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a comforting understanding. It's yes. It's kind of a yeah. way to rec- reconcile the unknown. You kind of you make yourself more comfortable with the unknown based on a set of beliefs that was pitched to you when you're alive. But we really don't know. Like I'm, I'm coming to yeah. terms with the fact that <clears throat> no one, no one's right or wrong. No one's more right than others. But at the same time, we really don't know. I mean, I was raised Catholic. Eh. <laughs> And, um, so Christianity you know, with more all, rules, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, uh, it's Christianity with a rule book, and if you don't follow it, you're going to be burned in hell while everyone throws rocks at you. That's pretty awesome, much dude. the premise. It's so cool. great, right? That's how it's the whole fear mongering and everything. No, but it's just merely a set of ideas that you attain when you're alive to make you more comfortable with death, and that's great, but I feel like a lot of it is out of fear. And yeah. a lot of it is people afraid of saying that they really don't know. People pretend to have all the answers and honestly pretend to believe. Yeah. In most cases that I've experienced. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like within religion there's an, a lot of denial, too. And this was the case with me for a while, too, where, where 
it's like people tell you, yeah, this is real, you know, in my case, Jesus died on the cross and, you know, absolved you of your sins and you'll go spend eternity in this amazing place, in a land filled with milk and honey. And it's like, a lot of it sounds really hard to believe, right? But like you yeah. tell yourself, oh, I believe it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because if you mm-hmm. don't, you're afraid that you're going to get in trouble for not believing it, right? But Oh, definitely, yeah. It how plays do you on con- the fear of the mind. How do you control what you believe? You can't really. But at the same time, in that same breath, even if you're pretending to believe it and you're, like, constantly reassuring yourself, in that same thought, you're still not believing it. So is pretending to believe in it bad and just, like, outwardly pushing the belief when you yourself don't really believe it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. In any case, I think I think fear of death is appropriate, but not necessary. And I'll back it up by saying this. Um, we all die. Obviously, we know this. And yet death is still scary not, to us. Huh? Not everyone. Not everyone. You could just not do it. Yeah, it's a choice. <laughs> you can opt out. That's good. Yeah, you, you, can just, you know when they send you the census every 10 years? Be like, nope, not dying. Not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just... But it's just a fuck ton of paperwork, so you nobody does it. They just they all uh, just choose to die. No, but death. I think it's the one thing in life, other than living, that unites us all. Um, it's it's the one I guess action that we all take, no matter how we die, no matter what happens to us, we all pass on, um, and in whatever universe we're in, our consciousness fades away. Um, what happens after, I think, what if it's just not any of our business at this moment? Like, what if we just need to find out? I feel like no matter what happens after you die, it doesn't matter. That's a, that's a, that's a nihilist hot take right there. That was very nihilistic, and I like that. There but at the fa- same time... Oh, go ahead. Wait, what? They were your favorite what? Oh, they were my favorite characters in, uh, in The Big Lebowski. The Nihilists? The nihilists? There were the nihilists, nihilists in Big Lebowski? Dude, rewatch that movie, please. Yes. I, I've seen it once, and it was great, and, and it's not a bad movie. I loved it. But I haven't seen it in a few years, so I might need to re-educate myself. Yeah, the Nihilists are great. They're pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I don't, I can't recall any of the actors that play them. Um, they're kind of B-list. Were they kind of like a... Were they kind of like a Hamlet kind of thing? You know, like with the three witches and the cauldron in the beginning? Did you not read Hamlet? Uh, thanks for calling me out, but no, I didn't read Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read Hamlet? That's okay. No, I didn't okay. read Hamlet. I read Romeo no and one, Juliet, not Hamlet. No one needs to listen to words written by a dude. Yeah. Somebody got, somebody just got shot. For reference, uh, if you guys hear any noise in the background, I'm currently living in downtown San Diego uh, and doing this podcast remotely with Joey. So um, you'll hear the occasional screaming man, um, the very frequent motorcycle driving by, being an asshole. He's screaming at you because he's afraid of death. Yeah. You should go comfort him. You should go comfort him with your nihilism. Yeah, I thought you were going to say knife, and then I was... Yeah, <laughs> yeah just go brandish a knife, and he'll calm down. Yeah, no, I'm good. I don't want to... <laughs> no. 
not going to pull a knife on anybody. Because that's illegal. It's also immoral. Uh, and speaking of morals, do morals depend? <laughs> or uh, does what happens after you die depend on your morals? What do you mean? Your morals when you're alive, I guess. I guess your moral stance and the way it affects your actions. Okay. So say, oh, what do you mean? Like, doing good things with the... Oh, what yeah, society just, just, condones as good deeds, does that have any affect on what happens after death? Yes, that's my question. But isn't that using the same Christian indoctrination of living a good life and being rewarded after in that same thought? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, the only reason why good deeds are good deeds is that a group of people got big enough to create laws and say, hey, this is what a good deed is. It's all pretty much conjecture if you really break it down. Yeah, you're right. Actually, pretty much everything we know is that way, also. Isn't that interesting? Fuck, literally, yeah. Literally everything societally constructed, so... <laughs> We're not going on a society tale. We're talking about we'll, what we'll, happens when we'll you We'll talk about this another time. But, uh... On the next episode, so guys, stay tuned. Everyone stay tuned. Yeah, we're gonna talk about more stuff. The world's not short of things to talk about. Uh, yeah, we can't run out, seeing as though we do zero research. And all this is off the top of my head in the past 20 minutes when I was running to the store, so... Nice. So what do you think about, like, simulation theory and all that? I think it's pretty crazy. I think to think... I think to say that... You know, if we can create a similar simulation to what we're experiencing, that that proves we're in a simulation is kind of, I want to say, like, post hoc, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, once but, we get the capacity to create feeling and thinking beings, that's technically us. I, I guess. But the kicker is, are they experiencing consciousness? Or is it just artificial? Like, that goes into... Are we experiencing consciousness? Yes. Well, I don't know. See? That sucks. Because I don't know. (laughs) I was listening to this podcast, and not to say that God is the Christian God, but just this, say, the designer of the universe, right? And they were saying that the thing that's looking through your eyes, that is technically that being. Interesting. Like, you're not, like, people spend their entire lives looking for this designer's love, but in actuality, you're not looking for that. You are that, because the thing behind your eyes looking at the universe, experiencing everything, the fact that we're able to experience everything is that being in and of itself. So we all are our own God, essentially. That's one thing you could take from it. Another thing you could take from it is that we're all... um, an extra-dimensional being that's just participating in a social media event and is just seeking to love itself, you know? We're just looking for more likes. Thanks for making (laughs) it relevant. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, seriously, like, not, not even, like, we spend our whole lives praising to whatever god we were taught or that we align with, but in actuality... The fact that we're able to think for ourselves and make decisions based on how we feel and experience things in the world, that in itself is that deity. 
because we have that ability. That is what this God is, per se. Interesting. It's a very interesting theory. That we can we go through our day, you know, our nine to five jobs, our school or whatever, but at the same time, we never stop to think well, we seldom stop to think that there's a thing behind our eyes. And I mean, I can feel it. Can you feel it, Sean? If you I think, think about we can the all thing feel behind it. your eyes? Yeah, we could feel our soul. Listeners, take a second, close your eyes, not if you're driving. But take a second to just remind yourself that there's a thing behind your eyes. Yeah, it's called a brain. A lot of people don't yeah. use it. Yeah, you know, the brain stem connects to the the brain, the eye stem. The brain stem connects you to the eye stem. The eye stem connects you to the eyeball. And then your hip yeah. bone connects to your leg bone. Yeah. yeah. Is that a Rafi song? No, that's not... <laughs> Probably. He's made millions Banana of phone. Just the... What a great guy. <laughs> I want to meet him. I want to get his autograph. Wait. I want... I want Did Rafi you? to sign my boobs. What? I went to a Rafi concert. No, you didn't. Preschool? Yeah, it was great. I never went to preschool. I don't know who he was. I think the people that were... Um, or, sorry, not preschool daycare. I think the people in... Uh, like, they were running the daycare. I think they were more excited than we were. Because <laughs> we, we didn't know. Well, we're like, who? Rafi? Okay. I guess that makes sense, because like, there's these people playing it, like, 24-7 for all the kids that they watch. Yeah. That makes sense. We need to go to a Rafi concert. That's going to be our next podcast. I don't think that's Sean. a good idea. <laughs> I think unless yeah, we're, like, we'll watching a- somebody's child, I don't think two grown men should go to a Rafi concert. <laughs> In this climate, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, they'd probably raise some issues, but at the same time, we could talk about the ethics of Rafi. Like creating a He's product that's to be sold for children pretty that ethical. can't make can't make discernible decisions for themselves. That's do you like, think that preschoolers are going to the store and buying Rafi CDs, or do you think it's their parents that are making that decision? No, but you know how sugary, super colorful cereals are at the lower shelves because that's eye level. It's yeah. the same kind of concept. Yeah, it's manipulation for sure. Um, but. In that light, I guess technically you could say any capitalism or any capitalist move. Any capitalist move is a kind of manipulation in a market. Like they're just marketing to a certain person and that child's deciding, hey, I want that. And then throwing a tantrum. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But nothing's better than begging your mom all day at the grocery store, or like the 20 minutes that seem like the day at the grocery store, for one item, and then when you're in line, she tells you that you can have it, and you make a mad dash to go get that item before she checks out. Yeah. Or you know what's still you know what's still terrifying is <laughs> when you're in line with your mom, and you go to your mom, you go with your mom to the store, right? Sure. And she's like, oh, I forgot, oh, I forgot something. And she goes and leaves, and you're just still standing there with all the shit, and everyone expects you to pay for it, but you're waiting for your mom. Like, that's yeah, I terrifying. Used, I used to hate that shit, dude. Like, before I had money, you know, <laughs> like, like just standing and, and she's like, "Oh, let me grab something," and then you're like the first one next up, like ready. And he's like, he's like scanning it, 
and uh, and you're like there, you're like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pay for this. Like, <laughs> this is scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. Even even that I have money merely because I don't want to pay for it, because technically I'm not buying any of the shit. But yeah, but no, that was that was a fear in high school for sure, or like junior high, just like getting caught up in a cashier trap. Anyway, where do you think cashiers go when they die? To hell. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you were a cashier. I was a cashier for two and a half years of my life. Well, no, like three years, because then I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond. That was a shit show. I'm still not a cashier. Um, I wish I was, because I do need a job. But, again, I'm going to school, so it's kind of a nice break of not doing anything. But at the same time, it's almost kind of shitty, because now I literally, like, aside from, like, my two-hour classes a day... I have the rest of the day to do whatever I want. And so I have to now find time to force myself to study when I would be at a job. And then I'd come home and be like, oh, I have to get this done before tomorrow kind of thing. And I have an extra incentive because I was doing something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird how we operate off of incentive and necessity. How so? It almost goes back to... Bring it full circle, Sean. Religion. In a way. Well, like we were talking about earlier, uh, sometimes we operate through necessity when we're trying to believe in a religion, or, like, we think, oh, I need to believe this or I'm going to die. Or, sorry, I need to believe this or I'm going to go to hell and burn for more time than I was alive to make the decision, you know? Which I think... That one of the reasons that I'm kind of getting away from Christianity is it's so harsh. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so harsh for a, such a small decision. Um, like, think about the longest time period you can think of. Like, think about something short of eternity, and then think of longer than that. And it's just so Five long. years. Um, you could be Five a great years. person That's in hell, dude. That's the longest time I could think. You could... Huh? <laughs> what a, think about way longer than that. A lot longer on top of that. And then imagine being like, yeah. And then imagine that whole time you're just like in a lake of lava, uh. like burning. Isn't that shitty? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't believe but in me. At the same time, Burn. at the same time, there were like pretty, schools of thought. Like, there's this. Christian, oh, I don't want to connotate him as a Christian philosopher, but there's this one guy, um, Blaise Pascal. He was like, hey, his Pascal's wager is what they call it. And he was, he was like, hey, it literally only takes an hour out of your yeah. week. Um, the book, I mean, Christians aren't bad, but well, yeah, I, yeah, I'm exactly. using Christians as a connotation as just the, just religion. Which I don't mean to, but anyways, religion doesn't teach. I'll get back to Pascal's wager. I just wanted to put this out. Pascal's. Uh, what? Go ahead. Yes. Wait, can okay, I guess, guess what, what it, is? it is? I want to guess what it is, um, but we'll get back to it. Yeah, no, just. What, I know I've said a lot of then, the Christian religion or the Christian God or the Catholic God or anything like that, and I don't mean to. 
call them out, but I was raised Catholic, you were raised Christian, the mainstream media, hell, it's arguable that America is a Christian country. But, um, so that's not, when I use the term yeah. Christianity or the Christian God, I'm just talking about whatever God that our listeners or you believe in. That's all I wanted to say. So, back to guessing what Pascal's wager. Okay. But, so, pa- Pascal's wager, isn't it, um, that it's it's more beneficial for you yeah, to believe pretty much. that there's a God That's it in a nutshell, than yeah. to not? <laughs> and then that... When have yeah, you had know, I just to say instances <laughs> with Blaise Pascal? Uh... Uh, I just read about it. I just not, came not like, like I just read about it. Like most recently, read about it. Oh, okay. But yeah, I had right previously on. read about it. I haven't read too much into like, him. In the past, yeah. The past. I mean, his wager was one of great um, importance. But yeah, sure, he was yeah. saying that it doesn't Neither take that I. much time. If you're wrong, what do you lose? Like you're not necessarily losing anything by. Well, yeah, but saying but well, saying I mean, one religion's right over another, there's so many. Sure. Yeah. I mean, okay, so if you're wrong, what do you lose? You lose kind of a lifetime of freedom. Yeah. Well, but I if mean, you're living for the afterlife, uh, you're not another, losing anything. Another good philosopher, you know? don't, this isn't a... Was Nietzsche, he said that religion was the opiate of the masses that yeah Nietzsche the uh <laughs> yeah the, you can find plenty of reddit of feeds calling Nietzsche a nihilist but he really Nietzsche. wasn't his argument was that um well like with religion it has a set it's, it's own set beliefs right that um in the book in the bible in the Torah in the Quran in whatever you follow that it has a set of beliefs that would make you a wholesome, quote-unquote, good person, right? Um, but what he was saying was is that that's similar to alcohol. Because, I mean, we drink because it lowers our inhibitions. We drink because you want to go talk to that cute right. girl at the end of the bar. But in actuality, all you're doing is using an external substance to regulate the inside so you can be that person whom you aspire to be. Like, it, in a sense, like, drinking makes alcohol sense. makes you content I mean, with being more outgoing. Religion makes you more content with not having, oh, you're, you're jealous of that guy with the really fancy car or the really fancy life. Don't worry. The meek will inherit the earth. And he kind of hmm. wasn't a nihilist. Very interesting. But, you know, his sister was a Nazi, and she went on to, like, fuck up all of his teachings I mean I say that just because he propagated nihilist ideals he is but so is the bible it's taken out of context a lot so (sighs) yeah so (laughs) I'd love to find some out of context bible Bible quotes and argue with people on reddit should look into that Nice. That's awesome. So if you had to label yourself 
and we're not really into labeling on this podcast, but I'm making Sean do it because it would amuse me. If you had to label yourself, Sean, what would you label yourself as religious-wise? Um, I really don't know. I guess the closest thing would be agnostic, Do you right? believe that there's a higher being and not knowing? And not knowing? I don't know. That's pretty in line with how I feel. Yeah, I think so. Um, I guess a higher being or a higher force. It doesn't have to necessarily be just some grand our idea designer. of a being, you know. Um, but something, not even necessarily that, but like a grand energy. Well, that's the whole something. point of this podcast. I don't want to speculate on what it is. I'm just saying. There's got to be something. I guess so, yeah. But just me saying this is speculation. And okay, Please. I get. Okay, you want to go speculation then? I have some notes. Ooh. I have some notes I, I based a, on the show Friends. I am a fanatic of Friends. Um, yeah, one day. One day, uh, as am I, as is most everybody else in the world. And if you're not a fan of Friends, <laughs> you're not a fan of this podcast, get out, never come back. I hate you. Um. So I was watching Friends, and uh, they have a pretty solid group, like a pretty solid group of people no matter who are what. just very close and down to hang out. Um, and is. I started thinking, like, hasn't been yeah, no day. matter, like, just whatever, Wake like, they're super tight. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're there for each other. You missed it, but okay, continue. Continue, proceed. Huh? What did I miss? Okay. All right. Um, let's see. So I was looking at this solid group of friends, and I was thinking, like, wow, does everybody... Is everybody experiencing this? Like, does everybody have this set amount of friends that they're close with? And I started to think, like, you know, some people have more, some people have less. I have about the same, like... I think that, on average, it's about this, like is really what a sitcom is. It's just like an average expression of our lives, and that's why it's so funny to us. Uh, because it's shit that happens, and it's just has a laugh track to it. So, I was like, okay, yeah, we all pretty much on average have this amount of friends, so if you start mm-hmm. looking at it kind of like a chart or a graph, um, yeah, let's say, let's say you have six friends, and then th- of, of those six friends... Uh, they're all okay. connected to another person, right? Like, there's all there's all a connection to at least one common person who also has a connection to another common person. And if you keep moving down, it kind of begins to become like this fractal thing where when you get to the very end, there's one common person that everybody knows. Um, and when I say that, who comes to mind? Like, one one common idea one common person yeah. that comes to mind that everybody in the world no. knows. Can you think of anything? Like my connection? What? What do you think? Okay. Bono? Yes. Because we're all connected to Bono. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, God. God, I think. Oh. This is what I was thinking about when I was watching Friends. Um, so, it's weird. I started to kind of view 
um, life, or I guess our collective consciousness and connections with one another as an organism, where you start at the five friends, which would be like the outside of this organism or a cell or whatever. And as you go farther inside um, to the core, to the one sustaining life force um, that everything is connected to, nice. it would be yeah. a higher power or a higher being. It's just that a our belief graphical in theory, said higher I guess. power brings us together and makes us human. Because, I mean, even, bef- even before everything, there was still belief in yeah. something. Like, before Jesus came and told everyone to follow what him and all that, those teachings, before Abraham, before Judaism, before Muhammad, everyone still had to believe in something. Like, the ancient Greeks believed in Zeus and Poseidon. That's just because they're broken up into beings that constitute the elements. It's not necessarily wrong that they thought of something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. Do we really know? I don't think we really know. But we're speculating. That's what we do. (laughs) Yeah, I get paid so much money to do this. Yeah, yeah. Make make a good living off it, right? I'm getting the big bucks. Yeah, man. I uh, said I live in downtown San Diego. My rent is like ten thousand dollars a month. I live live in a penthouse down here. Uh, so yeah, all based on this, all because of this podcast, makes so much money. So, well, what are you, Joey? What do you classify yourself as, as far as a religious classification? Since you made me think of one, you have to think of one. Yeah, I think I'd say I'm agnostic, because I would like to believe that nothing happens. Um, I would like to, you know, say wholeheartedly that I really don't know. But at the same time, with the Catholic and Christian teachings that I have been taught, it, <laughs> it kind of makes me scared. Yeah, I can understand that. that. But at the same time, that's still the same fear monger. Like, if I die and St. Peter or whatever is at the pearly gates and he's like, explain yourself, I'll be like, yo, you guys fucking base your whole thing off fear. And so the whole reason that I pretended so long is because I was afraid. You guys. Um, you can't. Everyone, I'm sorry. I should stop saying that. <laughs> oh, no. I, I thought you were saying you guys to, uh, to St. Peter. Yeah, that's what I would say. Oh, um, yeah. You guys. Like, you God you guy. You guys. Yeah, you holier-than-thou fuckers. No. Um, yeah, I would say I'm agnostic because... Okay. I don't know. It sounds scary to say anything else, but I honestly, I really don't know. There's yeah. this really good text from Socrates that says, the only thing that I know is that I know nothing. Nice. And what he meant was, like, there's no... Well, I mean, at least in his lifetime, he couldn't figure out a universal truth mm-hmm. that spans the universe, that there is no... Well, not yet discovered 100% universal truth that applies to everyone. Right. And much, much like religion with its different beliefs and everything... Well, I mean, we can't say one's more right than the other. Saying that I believe in Christianity means that I'm shitting on 
you know, the Quran and what Islam and Muslims believe. You know, adhering to one religion automatically cancels out all the other religions, and I don't feel comfortable doing that. Right. Okay. Awesome. Same. Uh, I am, though, going to disagree with Socrates, and I think we'll end it on this disagreement, um, because I don't want you to argue with me. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, you said Socrates can't or couldn't find a universal truth, right? Socrates couldn't find a universal truth. I mean, in short, in a nutshell, yes. There Uh, wasn't a universal truth that he settled on. I'm going to say that there is a universal truth, and that universal truth is we don't know what happens when we die. Um, We cannot say for sure. Nobody's... I mean, there's been people that have died and come back and described experiences that you know, are just functions that happen the, happen in the brain after scientific research. Finding those functions and how they make us perceive near death, um, it, it is exactly in, align, uh, exactly in alignment with what they say and describe. Um, but nobody's really died for a long time and come back to life and describe the events that have happened after their brain has totally stopped working. So, I guess we don't know, and we know we don't know, and that's it. For those of you that just tuned into this episode, uh, Joey mentioned our Twitter. It's at JustDrinkAbout1, uh, so that's where you go to follow us. Yeah, I did want to clarify that. On prior podcast, I had mentioned it was Just Drink About It 1 at Twitter, and then I found out. <laughs> I found out the other day that you can't have more than 15 characters and apparently just drink about it one is more than 15 characters yeah. so it does cut it off at just drink about one so yep. that is our twitter would you like to share your twitter sean uh sure my twitter is uh at the architect but it's super stupid the way i did it because there are no vowels except for a in architect uh it's at the A-R-C-T-C-T, I believe. Um, and then how about your Twitter, Joe? Do you have one? Or you don't do social media? I, I do not. And we'll talk about social media and my proclivities with it on the next episode. I would love but to do anyways, that. Anyways, me, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, yeah, go ahead and check this out and follow us on Twitter. We'll definitely answer all your questions. Or we won't. You know, let's see what yeah, happens. We may not. We may just say... Fuck you. <laughs> no, no, probably not, because we're nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're nice we guys. Wel- we're nice boys. We welcome, we're soft boys. We welcome your questions. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye.